filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Oh yeah, ladies and gents, it's your buddy Gavin back here with Cindy Harrington. Day what? 16? 17? 17? I think we're 16. No? Oh my gosh. What, I mean, what again. are days anymore? Well, it's Friday for sure. Oh, it's 17. It is day 17. Mm-hmm. Day 17 of the 30 Day Song Challenge. FilibusterFreestyle.com. We're so excited to have you here. Thanks to our guests this week, including Roscoe P., Andrew Patterson, cousin Stephanie Viano, and the rest, including Cindy Harrington and myself. Thank ourselves for doing this daily, the daily grind. We're doing it for you out there in the interweb worlds on the podcast network. Uh, today's a big day. Today is a duet that you would want to sing with a friend at karaoke. I'm paraphrasing a little, right? Yeah. A song you'd sing a duet with someone on karaoke. And by the way, when we speak, we try to speak. Clear. Yeah, I'm just reading from the thing. I know, but you, you, I watched the sound on your okay. mix go from like pretty soft to flatline. Type of red wine are you drink in there to switch to switch the subject? I don't know. Good. Well, anyway, it's great. I'm drinking a stout from Winter Hill. Cindy and I no longer drink during the week, but it's five o'clock somewhere, and it's actually six twenty-one here in the East on a Friday. So we are back. All right. I won yesterday, nine to seven. We knew this. Mm-hmm. Today's pivotal again because we're over that. We're over the halfway mark. We're over the hump. We You're are. up nine to seven. First one to sixteen wins. Yep. So today's big. If I pull it to within one, it truly is anybody's game. If you go up 10 to 7, just the math is really tough because it's, you know, you only need six and I need to get nine. You know, it will be tough. So today is, I think, really pivotal mm-hmm. because if I keep hanging around, this thing goes on longer and it's dramatic. And if you get separation, it's just a matter of time, waiting me out, et cetera. And also, your choices have been better than mine, clearly. So that brings us to today. Songs to do with a friend. We established last night with Stephanie that while we think that the right thing to do is to pick a song that is sung by more than one person in the actual recording yeah. to do the karaoke with a friend, since it does say the word duet. Yeah. The question is, are you up on stage at karaoke, and are you the duet regardless of the song, or right. is the song a duet or bigger? So anyway... We decided to let people do what they want, choose their choice, and that's what we did. A couple songs to think about that I didn't go with. Hmm. Take Me Home Tonight. Eddie Money with, with Ronnie. Oh, with Ronnie. Yeah. That's, I didn't even think about that. With Ronnie Spector. Yeah. Didn't go with it because I feel like that song fits in a lot of other categories. Sure. That, that can be saved for later. Including songs that I stopped playing midstream in the middle of our wedding reception. Mm-hmm. We've covered that earlier in this 30-day chronicle, so go back and listen. Lady Marmalade. Oh. Especially the Pink and Maya and Christina and, yeah. and uh, Lil' Kim version. That was the fire version. And so that's the one I was referring to. What's the other version? I forget which super 70s sensational songstress sang it. Wow. But alliteration aside... I can't pull it out of my head right now. I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't know. Great question. Somebody great. Yeah. And I spelled Marmalade wrong earlier, so I'm just going to put it back there now. Okay. Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. Not a duet, but a great karaoke song nonetheless. I actually did it at the late great place that we went for Dave Seltz's birthday oh, a year ago. Oh, yeah. What was that place called? Courtside? 
courtside. Courtside. What is a decor in there? Like 1985 called, and it was beautiful, and the owner had to shut it down. His wife was sick, I believe, and they yeah. sold it. Sold the business. Hopefully, they made a boatload of money. Hopefully, they're living the good life somewhere. I hope so, too. But the last time I did karaoke in a real karaoke place, I did Dead or Alive by myself, but I would do it with some friends. There you go. Uh, also, Friends in Low Places. Mm. We mentioned that last night. Yeah, yeah. It's a, big it's a great one. karaoke song. Uh, no Woman, No Cry, just a fun one. And then one of my old go-tos was I Remember You by Skid Row. I used to always do that when we would go to Socorro, Tokyo on Thursday nights in Worcester, Mass, Clark Swim Team. Isn't it I Will Remember You? I think it's I Remember You. Okay. I don't know. We can look it up. We have a crack research team. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get those guys right on it. Let's get them on it. So, Cindy, do you have songs? I know that you're working with the crack research team on this. So why don't I take this opportunity to say, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Deezer. Au revoir to my friends in France. Merci beaucoup for listening. Uh, also, Google Music Play if you feel like it. And again, filibusterfreestyle.com is the website. What is the answer to what we just said? Crack Research Team uh, just got back to me and confirmed it's I Remember You. I Remember You, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Sorry. Sorry I, and again, I didn't want to be presumptuous, but it was my karaoke jam for the mm-hmm. late 90s mm-hmm. through like the late aughts. So I know what I'm talking about on that one. So what are the songs do you have that you didn't pick that came to mind? So I didn't really have a lot. Um, I was originally going to pick, which I think we saw someone do that night. We were at Courtside, actually. Um, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Very recent. Uh, certainly a hit from yes. that movie. Also, Islands in the Stream. Oh, yeah, good one. Dolly and Kenny, R.I.P. Kenny, you know? R.I.P. Kenny. He just passed away very recently. And then I had mentioned yesterday as a derivative of that that you could also do go up with your friends and do Get a Superstar. Oh, yeah. Cross Michelle, Old DB, Old Dirty Bastard, and Maya again. And Maya. Maya was really ripping it up in the aughts. She was turn all of the, century. the duets. Turn of the millennium, you know, late 20th, early 21st century, Maya was Maya was in there. I mean, Maya really slid in. There was this little moment between Aaliyah and Ashanti that Maya really shined. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my chronology, I still haven't done, Cindy, can I say this out loud to you now that, sure. now that you're on the pod a lot more than you used to be? Yeah. So I've always aspired to do which female hook singer, so like, you know, like Maya, Aaliyah, whomever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had the championship like hook singing belt. And like to go back to whatever you want and then like, you know, maybe the advent of hip hop or like Mary J. Blige clearly had it for a long time. Yeah. And then she kind of broke way out of that and was doing her own hooks. I mean, she basically had her own own career. Right. But again, like, you know, Charlie Baltimore, um, who I believe is one of Biggie's lady friends, Faith Evans. Faith Evans. Biggie's wife. Yeah, right. Um, Women like that. And then again, men have done it too, obviously. Um, Akon, you know, uh, Nate Dogg, et cetera. So- Anyway, one day we'll do that. Maybe win this whole... Win this I whole. love Aaliyah. Well, who doesn't? She oh. met an untimely demise in that plane crash. I know. I really loved her music. But we digress. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's an aside that I'm getting out there for everybody to hold us accountable on hopefully later. Yeah. I have another idea on that in a bit. But any other songs? Islands and Stream? No, I really the Shallow. That was kind of it. I originally, for a long time, I thought I was just going to pick Shallow, so I didn't really think much more about it. So this is one of the ones that you predetermined a while back. But then this morning, I heard the song that I picked on the radio on the way into work, and I said, oh, this is what I'm going to pick. So it was like divine intervention. Serendipity. Yeah. Wow. And so what did you pick? 
Well, Gavin, I picked the ultimate 90s hit. 90s? Sure, yeah. Yeah. I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. Right. So not a duet, more of a a quintet. Yeah. But then I remembered we like- Made the rules. We made the rules and I said- I honestly would rather you do that than pick a song with one singer. Mm. So, you know, you, you definitely went over and above that you could go up there as a group or a duet. Yeah. Five part harmony. Whatever you want. So right. that's a great choice. And I really, I thought I had an awesome chance to win it until I saw your pick. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's going to be tough to overcome. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I went with the one that I thought I would do the whole time. Oh, wow. You knew about this. And this is the one I really thought I would do the whole time. This is Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell, some other dudes doing a little super group mashup, Temple of a Dog, Hunger Strike. That's... One of my favorite songs. And you said today in response to that on Instagram, you might forfeit today because you like that song so much. I'm thinking about it. Well, let's see what the results are first. But I feel like you are going to win. So honestly, to keep this thing interesting, we might have to have Cindy forfeit because she's about to run away with this thing. And again, I think the Backstreet Boys are probably going to strike a deeper note tonight. So I, I don't feel good about it. I did gift game the hell out of it. Your gift Again. game is strong. I mean, if this were a, a, a visual game, arts contest, if this was a game of gifts, you would be ahead by by a long shot. Correct. Yeah, I said correct because it's a game of gifts. There you go. No doubt, and I, I like to mispronounce at least a word a night. On yeah, the show. so you've met your quota this evening. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So here's an idea, and then we're going to do a new bit to end it. Because by the way, it's Friday, which means we're probably going to do kitchen quarantine. Hell yeah. With Jeremy Johnson, man cook good on the West Coast. He's been doing some serious dishes this he week. He has. His Instagram's been on fire And this he's week. asking questions. He's on day 42 of quarantine. Yeah. And after he took that one meal break last week for dinner or whatever, he's been right back at three meals a day. I mean. For a family of three. Really good quality videos too, like a step-by-step well, process. Well, you know, again, to his, to his point, I'm not talking out of school here. When you work in like the Hollywood film industry and the industry can't make movies because they all have to be together to do it, yeah. he's got time on his hands. And so yeah. instead of doing nothing or just making his meals and putting some picks up, I mean, he's doing step-by-step stuff. He's yeah. doing ingredients. He's doing questions, fan interaction. I mean, some lady gave me the ultimate compliment. You know, follow this guy's pictures, make you drool, drool-worthy, something like that. I hope he can like parlay this into something that's um you know financially beneficial for him because like this is his calling i feel it's like. definitely his calling so yeah. jj we'll talk to you later tonight hopefully we'll figure yeah. it out so anyway we're gonna keep it short and sweet but anyway my idea for a future pod is and the reason i bring this up is because so i referenced the other day old friend of the show carl ray who's been on for you know Captain Carl's Yacht Rock playlist with Carl Collada, I think he called himself. Parking Lot Carl's Tailgate Mix. Uh, Carl is making a quarantine playlist, a quarantine-themed oh, playlist. Oh, uh, Rita Wilson. Sure. I don't know who that. I do know who that is, but I didn't know she was doing one. Yeah. So Carl's going to do one, and he's going to make a Spotify playlist. I put up the cover song playlist he did back in 2018 today because I wanted to support what we brought up the other day on our cover song version of this. So anyway, Carl's coming back. But that got me thinking, how about a podcast that exists to rank existing playlists on Spotify and break them down for how fire they are or not? Mm -hmm. That's my idea. That's a good idea. Not bad. Yeah. All right, so here's the newest segment of the show. So like everybody else in quarantine, people are, you know, busy doing things to keep themselves occupied. Yeah. My mother, who listens to the show, my father as well, my mother continues to clean things and find pictures and relics 
and report cards and standardized tests from the past. So I have in my hand a sealed envelope addressed to me from my mother, and we're gonna we're gonna guess what it is and see what it is, and we're gonna we're gonna read it out, out loud. So hopefully, you just looked. I, believe me, I can't tell what it is. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with it is some type of pictures, news clippings, or report card from the past, and I gotta pick one of those things. I'm going to go standardized (laughs) test or report card. What are you going with? I'll go with picture. All right. How's this sound for effect? Oh, wow. This is standardized testing all day. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. Those are I have my Blessed Sacrament School 1987-1988 third grade report card. Who'd you have for third grade? This is Brown. Okay. And I can actually tell you that I was pretty dominant in third grade. I'll let you talk about it, whatever you want to put in there. Because wow. believe me, third grade was my peak. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because yeah. no one gets a good job from third grade. Ooh, wow. wow. Sorry, I have a 1985-86 grade one. And yeah, I was much, see, see how much dumber I was in grade one than grade three? I really got it going in grade three. I got B minuses and Cs. How many people were giving kids in first grade Cs? Yeah, what's that about? Miss Keen, the mean machine, living up to her name. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of... Um, H's and G's and S. So H I, high achievement. Yeah, I know. I had to interpret it because I'm like, this well, is not standardized. Well, I think what Blessed Sacraments did is after they started giving first graders C minuses in being neat and careful, P.S. Miss Keen, still a problem. <laughs> Can attest. But, but then again, in April it was a C minus, in June it was a B plus. And then she averaged me to a C plus? Give me the B minus, lady. Unbelievable. So anyway, Blessed Sacrament was probably like, oh, we just gave this seven-year-old a C minus. Maybe we should go to H's and G's and S's and N's. Did you get really sick in term two and three? You were absent five and four times. No, I actually don't know the answer to that. It was uh, 1988. I know. So why don't we not do that? Okay, so I am right, but let's see what else she said. Oh, more stuff. Test results. Is this good radio or bad radio? This is, this is scholastic test results. This by the is way. Uh, 1988. Not, not like medical test results. 1988. Um, my reading and comprehension was high. My math was lower. Not not shocked. Not shocked. What's oh that? Oh my one? god! This is like cognitive profile for Gavin. This is a great little bonus jam here. Yeah, Gavin scored high in knowledge comprehension analysis. Now, Gavin scored about average in application and synthesis. That's good. What did I score badly in? I don't think it said anything. In total ability, Gavin scored higher than 71% of the fourth grade students in the nation. That, this means Gavin scored above average. <laughs> what an above average individual you were, Gavin. <laughs> Guys, listen to this, though. I got my fifth grade because that's when it started falling apart. This is uh, standardized testing. Uh, no, uh, October 23rd, 1989. Did you go to Blessed Sacrament through 8th grade? Through 6th grade. 6th, okay. Sorry, through 5th grade, I went to Johnson Middle School in 6th. Okay, got it. So this is for my final year at Blessed Sacrament. So my reading total, my vocab total, my comprehension totals, they were all 95 or above for the national percentile. That's great, right? Unfortunately, my language total, 68. My mechanics of language, 49. I still, to this day, and this is why I have so much trouble with foreign languages, I really have trouble knowing why a sentence is supposed to be the way it is. I just know how it's supposed to be. It's a really weird thing. Um, math wasn't great, 
But anyway, it's really funny to see that I could, I just always in trouble with language and mechanics. So good times. All right, so that's a little bit we call what did my mom send me in the mail and what was it going to be? I appreciate her cleaning things out and sending them our way. Um, we don't have a lot of room here, but hey, there's always room for a standardized test from 1989. That's the lesson learned there. Absolutely. It's also good to know that you were predestined to not know how to diagram sentences for the rest of your life really early. Well, you were able to do it well in speaking. Maybe That's it was what I mean. Like is I, I understand like the way to do it. I yeah. just can't like be like, oh, this is how you do it if I was te- I couldn't teach it. I see. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I do. Ah, screw them. I think anyway. you're not in the minority there probably. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, good times. So that was a fun little activity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep them coming, Mom. Maybe my mom will start sending stuff. Come on. There's no, there's no way your mom listens to this podcast. No, she doesn't know what a podcast is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. if anybody sees her at one of the various supermarkets in the Walpole area, keep hopefully dis- with a mask on. Keep your distance from my mom, by keep, the way. Keep, but her, keep six feet talk away. To, talk to her from six feet away. That's fine. And tell her to mail in some standardized tests for Cindy. Anyway, filibuster freestyle, day 17 <laughs> in the books. We have no idea what the score is going to be. Do we need to talk about tomorrow? Oh, shoot. Yes, please. Okay. So tomorrow is, I think a very exciting category in my estimation and it's a song from the year you were born oh my god this is the last fire category Whoa, this is 1983 was a good well year, we already guys. did like a deep not a deep dive but a peripheral like a kind of a shallow yeah. dive into the years yeah we I have a lot of time on our hands in this quarantine from a pop music standpoint i think you've got a lot more going for you in so 1983 much. than i had in 1978 yeah but as we know, the, the 70s were also kind of the cream of the crop from the other day. So 70s is a decade, yes. I yeah. think 78, again, you're kind of looking at the heyday of, of... Here's the problem, is that pop music in 1978 basically was either disco, easy listening, or punk. Well, I so think there wasn't it was any, like, starting, though. But I do think, like, and here's a question. Like we, met, we brought this up with Roscoe the other day. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Ugh. Canceled. Yeah. Being said, think off the wall album might have come out in 78. Like, what do yeah. you do with that? I'm not saying I wouldn't do anything with it yet. I'm just saying there could be some key omissions from like either one of our choices. Because Michael Jackson also had a major album in 1983 yep. called Thriller. Yeah. So I it's think wild because you got to throw some of the best pop songs out of the window. Because, I mean, I don't think you're trying to pick Michael Jackson's songs. I am not trying to pick Michael Jackson. He, to me, unfortunately, I mean, I love his music, but I think if you're canceling R. Kelly, you can't have a double standard where you can't cancel Well, that's a different podcast. Michael Jackson. Because what I would say is the body of work of music oh, is so much comparable. deeper and yeah. stronger that it's like, it's a harder pill to swallow if you're like, wow, I'm just never going to appreciate any of these songs anymore for r kelly it's like really about four hits and then like yeah. the dumb locked in the closet thing which by the way we should have looked at as like a trapped in the closet as like a huge red flag mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas mj really locked it up yeah publicly f- and there's so much like for uh, a longer time yeah and i mean doesn't mean it's okay there's certainly it's more okay. conflicting mm-hmm. evidence for mj i would i would say you know he has a lot more people probably coming to his <laughs> defense than well that's the point is like r kelly's got really nobody standing on that corner anymore yeah i mean he has like a 12 part series of victims correct and like i said this is not the right pod for it and we are not prepared to address it so we should probably walk away slowly from it yeah so to summarize no michael jackson okay okay fine that's why we had to have that combo on the the show yeah i think that was respectful for sure 
For sure. Can we okay. end on a po- more positive note? If you, if you have one. Um... Did you really just say that and not have anything? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to wrap it up a little bit more positively. But you didn't like, I thought you were going to tell me a story, so I was like giving you the floor. No. Okay, great. Well, that's it. Well, listen, we do this every day, so yeah. they can't all end on a positive note. Well, it'll end more positively tonight with JJ and his great knowledge of food and cooking. I hope so. I here's, think so. The, here's my deal. If we can't end with JJ on a positive note, I'm going to ask him about conspiracy theories with the government. And oh. at least get irate JJ going. Yeah, that's always a good time. Because it's fun. It is fun. Not to use JJ's anger at the, for the entertainment value of you all, but he's usually pretty well informed and his passion is, you know. Unparalleled. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Philbusterfreestyle.com. Check it out now, baby. Bye.